0: Good morning, people of God. Good morning. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen? Amen. We are so blessed to have you all with us, both in person and for those of you joining us online. Uh, it's just, it's a wonderful day to get busy worshiping our God. For those of you joining us online, we invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession this morning so that you too can partake in uh, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ few announcements for today. Uh, This last Sunday, the good people at Faith Lutheran Church have voted to explore the possibility of merging along with us here at King of Kings. So uh, we'll be meeting with them a lot over the next couple of months to try to see what that all looks like, how we can walk together through that. Uh, So if you see new faces... I invite you to make sure you say hello and welcome because it's just there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities for us to kind of grow as a, as a family of faith here at King of Kings. I also wanted to give it a, a, a welcome to Carolyn. Uh, today she will be our uh, American Sign Language person, uh, sharing God's gift through uh, opportunity to sign. So that's pretty awesome today as well. I uh, also wanted to share we have a youth group tonight for grades 7 through 12 starting at 6 o'clock. So that's always a good time. If you've got a, a junior high or a high schooler, have them come join us at 6. With all that said, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. If you're online, I invite you to type in a quick hello. I forgot to share that uh, um, we have a a lot of people, actually, that normally come to this service in particular are at the uh, Walk for the Cure. It's the 10th annual. Uh, We've had members of our church who have had brain cancer in the past. Uh, They are in remission, and uh, this just became part of our DNA here at King of Kings. So a bunch of them are walking today, and I believe the last couple of years we've always had like the second largest group in the state of Michigan come so it's pretty awesome so we'll be sure to keep them in our prayers this morning as well we're going to talk more about that theme of forgiveness and how we are forgiven to forgive in just a moment but first let's pray O Lord God merciful judge you are the inexhaustible fountain of forgiveness Replace our hearts of stone with hearts that love and adore you, that we may delight in doing your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I remember the first time I preached on our reading for today. I was just about to officiate my very first wedding, and I was pretty excited. I'd been meeting with that couple a number of times to talk about goals and finances and communication and conflict resolution. You know, the important stuff. And as we were talking about ways to address the arguments that they had been having, The husband mentioned that they never lasted long because his amazing wife always stayed calm and collected. He turned to her and said, when I get mad at you, you never fight back. How come? To which the wife-to-be replied, well, I just work it off by cleaning the toilet. And he said, "Well, well, how does that help? To which she said, well, I use your toothbrush. Now, okay, she did admit afterwards that that wasn't true, but she just couldn't resist to see how, what, it, like, what his face would look like in that comment. So our theme for this day is about one of the most difficult things to do and one of the most difficult things to sometimes accept, and that is forgiveness. This morning we continue our walk through the book of Matthew, Now in the 18th chapter, starting in verse 21, I invite you to follow along on the screen. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him, and he could not pay, or as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, "'Have patience with me, and I will pay you.' But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison and, uh, until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their lord all that had taken place. So that lord summoned him and said to him, "'You wicked slave!' I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have also had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're like, really? Thanks? Thanks for that, Jesus? Hmm. Well, before we get into our reading for today, I want to take a moment and remember uh, uh, back in our our Bible reading, a couple chapters ago, uh, Peter surprisingly claims his belief that Jesus is the Messiah the one that they've been waiting for, the one that would be saving God's people. And in response, Jesus was so excited. He said, on you, Peter, I will make you the foundation of my church. You will be the rock upon which it will be built. So remembering that little incident kind of gives us a little bit of insight into our reading for today, where Peter asks a somewhat simple question. Lord... If a church member sins against me, how often or how many times must I forgive that person? By this time in the book of Matthew, as I said, Peter seems to be catching on a bit about Jesus. He believes he's the Messiah, and he doesn't think or act like other people, so he wants his teacher kind of, I don't know, so he wants to show Jesus that he's been listening, that he's been learning, right? Right? Most people maybe would have asked that question and said, how many times must I forgive? Two, maybe three times? Maybe we would start there. But not Pete. Good old Peter knows that Jesus thinks big. So Peter thinks a bold move. The rabbis of his day would have taught that only three times were required. The Old Testament spells it out in the book of Amos, the first chapter, forgive three times, but not a fourth. Okay, so three times was the magic number. So what does Peter do? Well, of course, to impress Jesus, he takes that number, multiplies it by two, and adds one more on top just to make sure this is going to impress Jesus for sure. As many as seven times Jesus? I mean, it's such a good number. It might just be the number Jesus would like. It's a holy number. So let's go the extra mile. Jesus will be happy with that. Seven times? And wouldn't you know it, Jesus doesn't disappoint. He responds with a jaw-dropper. Nice try, Pete. Not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. And there are some Bible translations that, all, that look at the, those words, the, the mixture of Greek right there, and they think it actually says 70 times 7, which is more than 77. Obviously, that would be 490 times That number, for those of you who have to have a number, right? is 490, but either way, it's an impossible number. Completely unthinkable. It might as well be a zillion times, as my boys might say. Because what Jesus means is this. Forgive someone beyond your ability to keep track. If you're keeping track, it's not really forgiveness, is it? You may seem to be kind or merciful, but, but keeping track means you're just waiting for that person to cross whatever line you're setting up so that it, all, it can all come crashing back down on them again. If you keep count, it is not forgiveness. And then Jesus tells this parable, a, a story about forgiveness that takes his response to Peter to the to the next level. The story revolves around just how much one person is forgiven and how little that same person is asked and refuses to forgive. To really drive home the point of the story, I'm thinking it's probably a good idea for us to to get some of the details going on here. So from the sources that I could find, one talent was somewhere in the ballpark of about 75 pounds of silver. That's a talent talent. And how much did that that servant, that slave, owe the king, the master? 10,000 talents. You do the math. We're talking, I don't know, 150,000 years of, of work to pay off this debt. It's a massive, massive debt. Could that servant ever repay that debt? No, of course not. A denarius, by comparison, was worth about one day's wor- uh, wage, which meant that that second servant owed the first one about a hundred days of work, okay, about a third of a year. No small debt, but still, right? And everyone who heard this, uh, this parable, they got it, just like I hope we do as well. How could you not possibly overlook that relatively small debt when you had just been forgiven that monster one? And then Jesus closes with a brutal ending. The unforgiving servant is handed over to be tortured until his entire debt was repaid. And we too must do the same thing or face similar consequences. Gulp. Now, I'm not sure Jesus could make it any more clear how important forgiveness is. And obviously, it's a huge deal to Jesus. He's trying to teach his followers. And so this is something that we need to really sink our teeth into to know what's at stake and what forgiveness looks like. So let's start with what forgiveness means. The word forgiveness means to send away So in terms of of reconciling or making good with someone, we might say forgiveness sends away whatever has been keeping the two of you apart. Now, it is not a yo-yo, okay? It is not sent away only to be coming back again later, right? There are no strings attached with forgiveness. It's more like a baseball, right? You throw the baseball, it doesn't come back. Unless, of course, you have a three-year-old golden retriever, then it comes back a lot. But the idea of forgiveness is that you send it away and it stays away. And forgiveness has two pretty big parts that are, that are extremely important. The first, when we forgive someone, it's letting, it's setting them free. Okay? To so hold a grudge against someone who, who maintains, or uh, uh, when you hold a grudge against someone, it maintains an ugly power struggle. Constantly reminding the other person that they did wrong, that they owe us. Forgiveness releases that power struggle, allowing people to start over again, learn from what happened, but kind of letting that relationship have a possibility to grow once again. To free someone from the chains of guilt and regret is a very powerful thing. And then there's the second important part of forgiveness. When we forgive someone, we set ourselves free as well. We don't just forgive for them, but we forgive so that we don't have to carry the pain and the burden for the rest of our lives. Someone once said that harboring resentments and not forgiving someone is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Another person has said that letting hatred simmer within us, eating at our emotions and our body, is like burning down our house just to get rid of the rats. C.S. Lewis once realized that he had finally forgiven a man who, he had, who had been dead for more than 30 years. Imagine that. Carrying that hurt around for more than 30 years after someone had died. When we don't forgive people, it's like having a sliver in our finger. And if we don't deal with it, what happens? It gets worse. It infects our whole body. Now I completely understand all too well That the forgiveness we learn about in today's gospel can be a hard teaching for many of us. It's rarely an easy thing to swallow. Sometimes that hurt can just go so deep. We we feel like we just can't let go of it. We were hurt so bad that those people who wronged us, they need to pay. But I guarantee the person who always pays the most is you. You and I, sisters and brothers, we cannot change our past, but we can affect our future. We can't change what has been said and done against us, but we can change how we move forward with the rest of our lives. Cory Ten Boom was a, a Dutch Christian Holocaust survivor who, uh, who helped many Jews escape the Nazis during World War II. Uh, She also went around preaching at congregations and churches, uh, and she shares a story in one of her books about where forgiveness was not easy to come by, and here's what she said. It was at a church service in Munich that I first saw him a former SS man who had stood guard at the shower room during the processing center at Ravensbrook Concentration Camp. He was the first of our actual jailers that I had seen since that time. And suddenly, it was all there. A room full of mocking men, the heaps of clothing, Betsy's pain-blanched face... He came up to me as the church was emptying, beaming and bowing. How grateful I am for your message, Fraulein, he said. To think that as you say, he has washed away my sins. In his hand thrust out to shake mine, and I, who had preached so often to the people the need to forgive, kept my hand at my side. Even as the angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. And I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand, but I could not. I felt nothing not the slightest spark of warmth or charity. And so again, I breathed a silent prayer. Jesus, I prayed, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And as I took the hand, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder, along my arm, and through my hand, a current seemed to pass from me to him, while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that had almost overwhelmed me. And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness, any more than on our goodness, that the world's healing hinges, but on God's. When God tells us to love our enemies, God gives, along with the command, the love itself. Whew. Dear ones, forgiveness is truly a gift. A gift that we are given from God. A gift like the 10,000 talents that we could never possibly repay, but it is a gift nonetheless. And it's a gift that we not only get to receive, but we also get to give. Jesus Christ took all of our sins with him when he went to that cross, and through his death, he paid that price that you and I could live forgiven lives. People of God, you have been freed from your sins, a gift way more than 10,000 talents. And now you and I are called to share that same forgiveness with others. Is it easy? No. Will it be worth it? A thousand percent. Yes. And so, dear ones, if you find yourselves holding any grudges this morning, any hurts, any resentments, let today be the day that we give them to God and that we ask for the ability to forgive and send them away. Not like a yo-yo, But like a baseball. And if not by our own strength, let it be by God's strength and by God's love. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, you have gifted us this incredible gift of being free from the the thoughts and the actions that burden us. Give us the strength especially for those times when we have been hurt the most, to forgive as you have forgiven us. Allow us to experience the joys of being able to let go of our pains and our sufferings and help us to fight the urge to hold grudges and to send away the things that keep us from being in healthy, strong relationships with one another. We ask this in your amazing and wonderful name and all of God's people say, Amen. Please stand as you are able. Remembering the caring and generous works of God, we now pray for the church, for creation, and for the needs of our neighbors. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Merciful God, please respond with, Receive our prayer. Let us pray. We pray for the church. Bless the missions and ministries of diverse congregations that they uplift the good news of salvation in ways that can be understood. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We pray for creation. Send rain to lands unex- experiencing drought and healing to rivers clogged with pollution. Enrich the soil for trees and plants. Protect the crops needed to feed those who hunger merciful God receive our prayer we pray for all who govern encourage those in positions of power to lead with empathy practice forgiveness and care for those who struggle merciful God receive our prayer we pray for our neighbors friends and loved ones who face illness of any kind for those strained financially for all living with chronic pain, mental illness, the disease of addiction, or otherwise afraid or in harm's way. Protect all who cry out for mercy, especially those we name either silently or out loud. Juanita, Jack, Jane. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. We pray for this congregation. Open our hearts to practice intentional invitation. Help us to forgive each other. Practice patience and choose welcome over judgment. Move us to care for those in our community seeking refuge and safety. We also lift up to you the people of Faith Lutheran Church as they discern their future as well. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer He taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to confess all those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live. And so I invite you to use these words along with me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for God's sake, He forgives you all of your sins. He does so in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion cups, or if you're at home, your bread and your wine or juice, as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. We begin with the bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace, enabling and giving you the power to forgive and be forgiven. In the name of Christ, amen. Finally, thank you for all the ways you continue to support King of Kings, especially financially for all of our ministries. On your way out today, there are some buckets that we collect our offering and your yellow slips to let us know you were here. For those of you joining us online, we have a QR code at the end. Your phone's camera will take you right to our webpage. Just know, every little bit makes the difference that we make in our community. So thank you. Finally, may you receive this blessing may the road rise to meet you may the wind be always at your back may the sun shine warm upon your face and until we meet again and until we meet again may god hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. May we all take that as seriously as Jesus taught us, that forgiveness is ours and it's ours to give. We ask all this in uh, God's holy and precious name, but with that, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.